Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life, the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by someone who is named by The Advocate as one of their seven queer artists changing the game. Their song is... If You Were My Boyfriend is, in my opinion, the sexiest song put out in the last 20 years. They are the artist that makes the most appearances on all of my playlists. And the best way that I can describe this artist to you is if the music of Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, Michael McDonald, and Holland Oates had a love child, it would be this person. Please welcome to the show the iconic, the incomparable Z Machine. Hello. Well, hello. When, when you were about to compare my music to someone, I was like, ooh, okay, what's he going to say this time? <laughs> it's, always <interesting. laughs> it's always interesting to hear what, what people get from it, and I am not mad at it. But hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm such a huge fan of yours. Oh. And this... Full disclosure, you were uh, one of the reasons that I created this show. Uh, there oh, God, are, so no pressure. <laughs> no pressure or anything, uh, but there, there were a handful of artists that I was like, I have to, I have to talk to these people. I want to get inside their brains. So, and, and now you're here, and I feel like I can hang it up now. So uh, I had oh, a good run. Right, Thank cool. you for <laughs> starting this off with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me, what's the worst question you've ever been asked in an interview? You know, I, I was thinking about, I thought about this and I, for the most part, I think I've been lucky to have some pretty good interviewers. Um, but honestly, I think my my least favorite question I get just in life, and it's so stupid of me, is how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know, I find that 99% of the time, they just want to hear good and move on. And, and it just, it just, it becomes such a a tedious formality because, you know, honestly, most of the time I'm not great, (laughs) but I don't think they want to hear that. Um, So I, I don't know. I, I, there's something, 
maybe it's the, it's the uh the introvert in me i i just i really dislike small talk if you're gonna talk let's talk big i don't know i i feel like if, if you're just like talking to me in passing or asking me like questions like briefly how are you is not really something i care to get into because like that that could open a whole can of worms that i don't think either of us want to get into <laughs> i i feel that my go-to answer to that question has been recently that surviving yeah i've, I've definitely pulled that one out a few times for sure so tell me if you could collaborate with any musician living or dead, who would it be? <sighs> okay. I, I, I think it would be the band Muna. Although I was worried that like I might bring them up too much in this interview <laughs> because they, they tend to be my go-to, but they are just this, um, they're, they're this queer band that is just, I don't know. I, I think they are head and shoulders above anyone else making music right now. I would, I would happily be their studio intern um if if i could uh i would i would get them cough i don't know i i everything they do it it just connects with me on such a visceral level but also i feel like their their production style has really um influenced a lot of what i was doing especially early actually even now um just their use of um of uh synths and and production and arranging um and lyric uh, lyrical content. I would. I. I don't know. I think. I think we could do something cool together. But I also feel like if that ever actually came to fruition, I don't know that I could treat them like normal people. <laughs> <laughs> I. Um. I. I have recently discovered them, and I've, mm-hmm. I. I absolutely agree. Okay. Good. I'm. I'm happy to spread the spread the good word. Describe your latest project using only one word. Hmm. Actually, nice. Okay, <laughs> can, can I, I? I can. I can explain why, but that would be more than one word. I'll, I'll give you the explanation. Sure. Okay. Um, I've been wanting to call um an EP or a record actually for a long time because I get the the comment of you know I checked your stuff out and you're actually really good. And so I want, and so I, and it's, it feels so kind of backhanded and passive aggressive. And like, I think they feel like they're giving a compliment. So I kind of wanted to um, turn that back on, on them and call the record actually. I love that. Uh, that's fantastic. I think that, I don't know if that's the first time I've, I've said that um, out loud publicly to anyone <laughs> or in any sort of interview context, but there you go. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> Who is an artist that if they asked you right now, you would drop everything and go on tour with them? Oh, here's the instance where I was worried that Muna would come up too much. But I mean, obviously <laughs> them, but also um, the Scissors or Scissor Sisters, honestly. Nice. Something about um, their energy and aesthetic and sound. I feel like I, I've been compared to a lot, but also I just I, I feel like would be... Um, I feel like I could be a good lead in energy to them. I don't know. I, 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 Jake Shears has a lot of kind of what I aspired to sort of in my earlier years. Um, and also I just think the fact that he is just um, how, how, what, hmm, what kind of language can we use on this podcast? I, whatever you want to pull out. He's just such uh, an unabashed faggot that like, and I, and I, and I love that so much about him. And he's like in his forties and he's still doing everything he was doing, like in his twenties. I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like that's some, that's something that we need, especially Absolutely. in the queer community. Yeah. I'd buy the shit out of tickets to that tour. 
Uh, well, you know, I will. Um, I'll hit him up. Yeah, <laughs> we'll look, look, look. Yeah, I'll get back we'll, to that. We'll manifest it. Um, you know. There you go. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um, let's see. Honestly, it, it, just um, thinking about where I'm at right now, I would change the way we view how music artists are valued, particularly from a money standpoint. I feel like so much of the time we are expected to just go head and shoulders beyond like what our financial capabilities are due for for very little um, benefit back. Um, and, you know, thank God we love what we do because like this is it can be very thankless and but you know they, they'll they'll book you and they'll they'll pay you like an insulting amount or they won't expect like that you are putting so much money into you know rehearsals transportation uh, uh if you're playing with a band you, if you have to split it you know however many ways and they i think a lot of bookers they just sort of assume you show up and you just magically produce some some fun songs but it's like this is we there's so much work that goes into this and artists are just uh, I feel like we are used to being so undervalued that we just kind of accept it for a while. And I feel like right now I'm in a place where I feel grateful to um, th this isn't like, I, I swear to God, this isn't like a brag or anything. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm finally starting to be paid more than I used to, which is nice. But like, this is after over a decade of, of being very much uh, spending more than I'm making on this but it's 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 just it's very hard to to break even just playing a show just even a local show um and god forbid someone wants to book you somewhere else and they expect you to take care of all that i just i just feel like people don't understand how much work goes into this especially when you're starting out i mean and and when at any level really but like you just have you don't have as many people um behind you at, at the independent level. And I would really love for there to be a perspective shift on that because you are paying for time and talent and services just as much as you would be paying, you know, like a caterer. Um, not that those are, 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 you know, the same type of service, but you know, it's, it's, it's people putting their blood, sweat and tears into this, this kind of stuff. And I feel like they don't, people don't really, I don't get the sense that people understand or value that very much these days. Sorry, I really kind of went off there. <laughs> no, 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 that's perfect. I, I, I was interviewing uh, someone earlier, and uh, they they were loading their stuff in for a live show, and uh, one of like one of the people at the venue was like, "You don't have roadies for that." And she said that roadies who can, who's got the money <laughs> for that? And she, she said that, you know, them loading in and setting up their own gear. That's what the venue is paying for. The music is the free part. Pretty much. I mean, I, I, I go into most uh, shows, at least, at least local shows um, around the city, just assuming I'm, I'm, I'm either not going to make money or I'm going to, you know, make enough for the day <laughs> because, because I don't actually want to go into like real numbers here, but like, if I'm <laughs> going to do at least like one or two rehearsals, like that's already like cutting into most of what I'll be making from the show itself. So I don't know. It, it's, it's a lot of like, you know, you're doing this for yourself or you're doing it for, you know, quote unquote exposure. Yeah. Um, What's a venue that you would give anything to play? Well, when you phrase it like 
anything that makes me think i should go bigger um you know i because i feel like you know saying shit like you know the super bowl or like madison square garden <laughs> or, or something is it, like a go-to but honestly i would love and this isn't something that much more than a very niche audience would know but i would love to play the Fillmore in san francisco which is like not even a massive venue but like i've seen so many really amazing shows there it's just big enough where i i I feel like uh it would sell out for a very core dedicated audience um while also not being overwhelming because i've thought about this and like i do not want to reach um a level of of fame where i would be selling out arenas or stadiums honestly i think once you have have hit that point i feel like i feel like it gets scary and I feel like if I were the type of artist who could sell out a venue like the Fillmore, which is maybe like a thousand, two thousand people capacity or something like that, I think I could be happy with that. Nice. Um, when when you said it was it was a niche audience, I was expecting um, the the popular answer to that question has been Red Rock in Colorado. Oh, you know what? I that would be that would be cool too. I you know I will put that as an honorable mention. I think I just have. Um, I've had a lot of good experiences um, at the Fillmore and the one time I did go to Red Rock, I was freezing my ass off and I didn't have any jacket and I just, it's kind of tainted my memory of it. Absolute same. I went to see Sigur Ross there back in like 2008 and I could not enjoy it. Yeah. I went, um, I don't remember who I saw, but it was, it was, it was May. So Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, I'll wear a t-shirt shorts. It'll be fine. And the sun went down and I was miserable. Oh yeah, no. Anywhere that's that far out, like the, the temperature shifts from day to night is is um, unspeakable. What's your worst habit during the songwriting process? I have a few. <laughs> I take a long time uh, because I'm I'm a very I'm very dis- easily distracted. But also, like if I am no longer feeling like writing, I have to stop. Like like I I I will I will write you know an eight bar loop of a track. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop before I get sick of this. And so, but then I also have certain, you know, time to kind of like sit with it and let the rest of the song form, maybe like kind of here in my head where it might be going next. But also I'm not good in group writing sessions. I've found I've had good, I've had good writing sessions, but for the most part, it's that same thing where it's like, if you set aside five hours to write, uh, and I run out of steam after the first hour, you're going to get like, I'm, I'm just going to like sit there and not want to be there for the next four hours. And it's like, baby, I don't know what to tell you. I gave you everything I had in that first hour. You guys do the rest. And it's just, it's not, I, I wish I enjoyed the, uh, a more collaborative process, but it's also, you know, I, a part, and it also is an insecurity. I think I have to break through because sometimes I'm afraid to put forward my best ideas. Cause it's like, or what I think is my best ideas. Cause if I'm like, if they don't like that, then well, shit, that's, that was, that was the best thing I had. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like I'm, I'm not, I don't work very quickly, but at the same time, I'm always 100% happy with everything I put out, at least at the time that I put it out. I am. <laughs> nice. What's a song uh, that you wish you wrote? Oh my God. Um, I was thinking I was, you know, it's weird. I have a list of these songs. Let me, let me, you know what I'm actually going to do? I'm going to go through my liked songs <laughs> on Spotify right now. I wish I had written um, Valerie by Steve Winwood. 
Nice. I wish I had written True Disaster by Tovlo, oh, however nice. you pronounce her name. Um, I wish I had written Dirty by Christina Aguilera. Um, and let's scroll down. Let's see. I, I, I'm just kind of like saying them as, <laughs> as I see them. Oh, uh, 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 if you're too shy, let me know by the 1975. Oh, nice. Oh, and hold on. We're going home by Drake. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All excellent songs. Yeah. I, I could keep going, but I, I need to <laughs> stop while I'm ahead. Describe your perfect day. I've, you know, I've been asked this before. I feel like, and I, okay. Okay. So I would say it probably is in like, it doesn't get any hotter than like 75. I wake up around nine o'clock having gotten at least seven hours of sleep because that is unheard of for me. <laughs> I, I eat three meals a day, which doesn't happen very much. Unfortunately, I have a huge thing of coffee at just the right time so that it keeps me going through all the parts I need without getting me twacked. Um, I would like to maybe see a friend I can be myself around at some point. Um, I like to do something outside for a little bit without getting sunburned. If I either had a rehearsal, just like, like a, a short-ish rehearsal session or show that day or, or, or something where I can kind of feel connected to my art that day, probably in the evening um, with my voice feeling in good shape. Uh, because I don't know, I feel like that sort of like checks off a lot of my my serotonin boxes right there and then probably finish the day watching like three episodes of a show but half hour episodes because otherwise that's too much time and getting to sleep before 1 p.m i don't know if that's too much detail but i feel like that i feel like i would go to bed that day and be like yeah all right i did that yeah (laughs) that's i mean that that sounds fantastic and I was just kind of thinking of like like an arbitrary day, like you know <laughs> like like something that's realistic, you know, like right. would be like, well, I would win a million dollars in the lottery or some shit like that. Like I'm trying to you know stay within the realm of possibility. <laughs> What's a song lyric, yours or someone else's, uh, that's always stuck with you? Let's see, of mine, um, maybe I can't pay for my therapy, so instead, I guess I'll go dye my hair. And then, ooh, I want to look. I want to look up this one lyric. Hang on, it's from "Wake Up Alone" by Amy Winehouse. Um, and honestly, I've always just kind of held this. To, it's like if you if you don't can't write you know heartbreak lyrics like this, just don't. I stay up, clean the house. At least I'm not drinking. Run around just so I don't have to think about thinking. The silent sense of content that everyone gets just disappears as soon as the sun sets. Um, I just remember I was listening to that while um, I was in rehab like seven years ago um, and I was I was like, you know, getting my life back together and and getting my, you know, serotonin, you know, receptors, you know, working again. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, I was getting over some really some some heartbreak. I didn't know how to how to get over it. and you didn't have anything to do there except, you know. Like you couldn't leave the leave the building yet. You had to like just read or talk to people or write or sleep. I don't know. It was um. And so that that one really resonated with me, and it's just really encapsulated that kind of um, that like don't don't think about that uh, that that thing that's gonna you know ruin your day. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite cuss word? 
I mean, I, I mean, as indicated for probably faggot. Is that even a nice. cuss word? That's more a slur. <laughs> I mean, it's the, only, it's the only slur I can say. So you know, I, I, and and I don't know. I, I, I it's so funny. I used to be like, I used to be very precious about it, and now it's it's practically my gender identity. And I just, I don't know. I feel like there's just, I feel very uh, powerful in it, and it feels very, you know, good coming out of my mouth from a from a phonetic, you know, point of yeah. standpoint. Does, does that count? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll allow it. Want, but I, no, but no. I, I love it. What's your favorite Beyonce song? Ooh, I, I feel like it's it's um it's not cool to like not choose something from Renaissance right now. But honestly, probably something like Blow from nice. from the self titled album. Or and this is really not not um not cool with the Beehive. But I love. Uh, is smash into you from I am Sasha Fierce, which is I think classically considered like like everyone says it's like her worst album, but I don't know. I that was sort of like to me when Beyonce really became like like a fucking global. I mean, she it's weird. She was a superstar from her teens, but that was when she was like she won like eight Grammys with that album, and I, that's when she became like this this Super Bowl performing like tour de forests, and um, also I mean Deja Vu that like that that is that just that just ticks all the boxes that 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 bridge requires the most insane breath support i think of any section of any like you know pop r&b song i can think of other than maybe ain't no way by aretha anyway yeah <laughs> there you go and to be to be fair um no one has has picked anything off of uh, renaissance interesting okay the, okay the the popular answer is love on top okay you know that is a good i i feel like i i do like that i don't know that that one would be top 10 for me but i always feel good when that one comes on what's something that people would be surprised that you own huh let's see um you know i i don't feel like i'm that i'm that you know out the box with my purchases <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think um I mean the weirdest thing is maybe like like at this moment I have two air conditioners <laughs> I um I have and I don't know maybe like I don't know like I have like five fake plants I mean I, I honestly I don't have a good answer for this one I'm look, like I'm looking around my room right now and I'm like no this all seems pretty practical <laughs> um uh yeah sorry i'm i'm not i'm not that that wild like that i have i have a um a uh electronic scooter that nice. is just collecting dust in my corner because <laughs> um i don't have a car and so i bought a scooter and it ended up being way too flimsy for me so i don't know that's as, as wild as i get folks sorry if there was a musical mount rushmore mm-hmm. who would be on it how many um how many faces are Four. on Mount Rushmore? Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Um, ooh, shit. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. These are just off the dome, and I will probably want to change my my answers. <laughs> um, Freddie Mercury, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Elton John. I don't know. How's that? <laughs> excellent. Those are excellent choices. <laughs> Using only colors, describe your music chartreuse lavender 
and red. Nice. <laughs> and maybe a little and some 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 blue accents here and there. There you go. I like that. Lately, anyway, I think I think <laughs> that is that is the uh, the color palette from everything I put out sort of in the last year or so. Everything before that was kind of like a dark sort of like like gray black kind of with like a little bit of yellow and pink here and there but i'm also i also might just be describing my album cover (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, palettes that's i'll allow it there you go so you're the lead singer of um like a super group yeah oh who are the other members okay i i've thought of this before because i used to frequent a lot of like um like music like classic rock forums like when i was like 15 or 16 like online where they would they would be like nerds making lists for things and when <laughs> i remember like this was uh, uh like make a super group was was uh, um was one of the topics and let me see probably dave Grohl on drums um let's see i can't believe that's the one that came first um <laughs> I think I think Dave Grohl came so quickly because I just watched um, an interview with him talking about um, Taylor Hawkins. Um, oh yeah. See, I'm trying to think of my favorite guitar players, but they're all like the lead people. Maybe Angus Young on guitar. Nice. Angus Young from ACDC on guitar because he's he's those, so solid on on just like the rhythm and the riffs. I mean, I feel this feels like so, like John Paul Jones on bass. I'm thinking. Okay. Oh no 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 wait. Okay, there's this girl named Tal Farlow, who is very niche, but she played bass for <laughs> Jeff Beck. But she was this like, I mean, she's probably older now, but like she was played with bass with Jeff Beck when she was 16 years old, and she was just this virtuoso bass player with like incredible phrasing. Although I wouldn't want her to upstage me. <laughs> um, but I don't want anyone on keys. You know what? No, I'll play tracks. <laughs> nice. And then, and then I'm singing. Excellent. What a weird group. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be cool, though. That would be cool. I'd buy that album. I don't know if I would. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were given the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, and uh, the music industry gods have come down and said uh, that you are allowed to cover one song from any artist's catalog. What do you pick? Huh. Well, the thing is, I already have put out a cover of of Why by Annie Lennox, which is something I've been covering for like a long time, and I feel like suits my voice well. And I've 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 come up with a really good you know arrangement that I I do a lot of live shows and I want to like make people cry. <laughs> um you know what I have a very I'm having a, I this is a really hard one for me because I feel like some of them are either like too easy like cliche answers or are like too like I could never actually do this one and, and I just <laughs> like and I, and I just like the song Pride in the Name of Love by U2. Oh nice. There you go. I like that. I, would, I, I mean it's a little higher than i often feel comfortable singing but i do feel like i could i could put together a good cover of that if i really tried what's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack honestly everybody wants it my one of the last ones i put out i feel like i've I've had people tell me that they feel like it would be in like a um 
like uh, a montage for something or like an like an opening credits type of thing or people be like you, you should try to get this on heartstopper or something like that which i actually haven't even seen that's oh that's a tv show or a show um but i i feel like that one has has kind of the most um vibe where i feel like it could underscore um something on screen everything else feels a little bit too um like and i'm not saying that um that you know everybody wants it doesn't you know hold up on its own i actually think it holds up incredibly well on its own but i feel like something like 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 fuck shit up or habit are a little bit too um mess a little bit more message driven <laughs> or like lyric driven in a way <laughs> yeah and aggressive <laughs> i can see that though yeah yeah so this uh next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing Ooh. um i have got three of the most cliched questions that uh most musicians get asked in interviews and uh you get to pick the one that you would like to answer Ooh, fun. your choices are uh who are your influences what got you started in music or what is your creative process like? No one has ever asked me those. No, okay. Really? Um, let's see. No. <laughs> um, my creative process, it's very haphazard and I kind of just let it like, it's, it's weird to, to say that it, it feels a little weird to say it like this, but it kind of happens on its own in a lot of ways. Like, I will hear something in my head and it, and in my mind, I can hear a full production. I can hear a melody. I can't always hear the lyrics because those come a fair bit later, but like, I will, I'll be like, Oh, this is a new song by me in my head. And, and it's, 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 and it'll just be like a, a, a quick moment or, or like a vibe or a feel or just something that conveys like a, a sound that I would like to, um, make a reality and so to the best of my ability i ha i frequently have to just <laughs> sing the the thing i just heard in my head into my uh voice memo and and that includes the track it includes the beat it includes any little instrumental parts it includes the top line so i end up you know sing, singing something that sounds like 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 it sounds absolutely insane um and and in my but in the moment i'm like okay i hear this i hear this so i try to record or sing everything i'm hearing in hopes that when i get home later or whenever i sit down at you know logic to try to, to try to turn it into something real that i can remember what i i had heard before because it's a lot like a dream where you you just your brain turns into a sieve where it can't really retain whatever you were, were thinking in that moment, no matter what, for whatever reason, like it just it's not in that part of the memory where it sticks. Um, and so I have to really uh, do my best. And it's what it's frustrating because I never get those bolts of inspiration, bolts of inspiration when I'm fucking sitting there ready to, to create something incredible. Um, so. It's it's a lot of that. I mean, I, there there are those moments too, where I, where I'm just like, look, I need to fucking write something. So I will I will sit at you know a blank project and like just be like, you know what, just 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 something something. <laughs> um and and those moments can be kind of scary and um belittling a little bit because you know if I sit 
there and um literally just nothing comes i feel like wow did i run out of songs or something and i, I feel like maybe maybe i've did it maybe i've given everything i have <laughs> but every now and then when i finally get to a moment where i'm able to, to put down into something uh, a, a song or idea i've had into something tangible that tends to energize me more but then a lot of the times i'll have to stop i'll have to quit while i'm ahead because it's like okay i've been going at this for like two hours now um my back hurts um i'm hungry uh i my, my voice is tired um let's just sit with what i have right now and let and and, and then I'll, I'll send the little recording of whatever i just did to my phone or something and i'll just listen to it over and over and over again and then my mind will do this thing where just starts to grow the song out on its own sort of i've sort of compared it to like roots of a tree growing or like like tributaries on a river just like taking whatever route they're supposed to 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 take like they they form the way they're supposed to and and i can't really i'm trying to think of how to say this but like my mind will will 99% of the time the place my mind just like subconsciously takes the song next is where it's supposed to be and I can try to change it if if I, you know, maybe second guess it, but it'll always keep going back to that. And so it's almost like the song writes itself in a way. I mean, when it comes to lyrics, I have to work a little harder. But like when it comes to the the sections or the melody or or just some idea that comes like those tend to like form pretty intuitively. Uh, wow, I've been talking for a long time, but um when it comes to lyrics and concepts, I sort of have to like, honestly wait until most of the time I have to wait until I have a pretty solid idea of where the melody and the, and the vibe of the song is going. And then I just sort of dig deep into whatever is, you know, inspiring me or is, you know, emotion is, is, you know, at the forefront of my mind um, or something I feel like I need to get off my chest. Yeah. Nice. So other than that, it's not too much. <laughs> What is your strangest um, pre-show ritual? I have to chug a Red Bull or or a, a black tea with a lot of caffeine I, because there is just so, it's it's really more of a, a physiological thing uh, or a biological thing. Like there's just it's it's caffeine go running through your bloodstream. It just loosens up. Um, blood vessels and in turn your vocal cords a little bit more um i don't know if this is something that a voice teacher would recommend i mean okay maybe this, the smart answer is warm-ups and i do i do warm up too but i you know i i don't have very i don't have the best cardiovascular endurance <laughs> so if i'm about to get up there and like give it like a thousand percent for 30 minutes um i found that Look, I just need to go and like, you know, get, give me give me a give me a black tea with honey. And I just need to just need to I need to down that without burning my tongue. And I don't know, something about that it it, it sort of it gives me a jolt I need cuz cuz there are a lot of moments like before you go on stage where you you're like you don't feel like you're about to go on stage and that's scary because it's like, no, bitch, you need to you need to snap out of it and step into it. Like and so I feel like this kind of gives me a little like kick in the butt. I need to sometimes. So yeah, when I, I when I did this one Pride Festival a few years ago, it was the first and so far only time I've ever been asked for what my rider was. I was just like, uh, Red Bull and water. <laughs> so, and I realized I could have been way more of a diva about that, but that was a little while ago, and I didn't really feel like I had much much ground to stand on to do that. Do you consider yourself? 
an artist or an entertainer? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm more of an artist. Um, but I do feel as though I'm quite entertaining <laughs> when I need to be anyway. I don't because it's like if you're not if you're if you're if you're making the kind of music that I'm doing and you aren't entertaining, um, I feel like that's a problem. <laughs> um, I I have, you know, thought about this for a while. And, you know, I, I especially when I was like in my phase where I was um, thinking, oh, maybe I should go like the American Idol or the voice route or something like that. And I and I did that a few times um, or, or I, I gave that a shot. But. I realized that I'm a much better artist than I am a singer. And I think I'm a pretty good singer, but I feel like that's not where my number one strength lies. I feel like where what I have to offer really lies more in, I think my innate knowledge of how to create a pop song. Um, I think my lyrical subject matter can be very, when when I'm on it, I think I can be very creative yet relatable, and I don't know. I I I think I have, I just have more to offer as as like, from an artistic perspective than I do as like you know, a vocalist. Although I think I'm okay at that too. I think you're fantastic, actually. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. How many alarms does it take uh, to get you out of bed in the morning? You know, I'll be honest. Usually just one, huh. but. But it it the problem for me is uh, getting out of bed and off my phone once I'm up because <laughs> I will waste a good amount of time just just that's it's so unhealthy to have that be the first thing you do too. It's like all right, let's start this day by comparing myself to <laughs> to the fun yeah. night everyone had last night. Yeah, and it it, it doesn't help that. You know your alarm is on your phone, so I mean, oh yeah, automatically well, actually, you have to. I, I do have um, I do have like a regular alarm um, oh. clock. I, yeah, I'm kind of old school that way. Um, or that I that I set it's next to my bed because um, for that reason actually, I don't really love grabbing my phone when I'm like like checking like how much time do I have left. Uh, I don't know. There, there's something that's just a little more reliable about um having like like a i mean it is a digital alarm clock but you know there's just, it's louder um you know sometimes I, I i it'll go off more consistently you know i don't i don't want to um i don't want notification pings to 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 go off on my phone while if my volume is on so that's this isn't the most interesting topic <laughs> but but yeah no i i have a like a big big ass clock next to my bed nice what is the biggest misconception uh that people have about musicians do you think that we think really highly of ourselves <laughs> i think i think a lot of the ego that is in like the stereotype of a musician is actually um masking a lot of insecurity because you know sort of hearkening back to what we were saying earlier we don't we don't get valued a lot even people who are phenomenally phenomenally talented i i feel like are 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 perpetually undervalued or not given, you know, a lot of the credit they deserve. And also, you know, putting yourself out there doing music at any level is very, very vulnerable. And like, often I still feel sometimes ridiculous doing it. Um, and, and I'm just like, 
you know, for so long, the, like a song that you're making is is so deeply personal, but all but the only people hearing it are like the people involved in making it. And you don't know, like, if you put your heart and soul into this and, you know, you let everyone hear it, it's like, and, and either, either it doesn't get the response you want or people don't like it, or it's just, it's, it's, you're putting, you're risking a lot of, of um, self-esteem <laughs> in a way. And I, and, and I feel as though, you know, there is a kind of, you know, uh stereotype where you know a musician can can like have a bit of an ego but i i often feel like a lot of the time that's just them trying to mask how scared they are okay i'm terrified all the time (laughs) (laughs) what moment in your career are you most proud of ah you know i think it was getting the um mark ronson cosign um or you know sort of stamp of approval um it, it was so it was so weird and like random and by chance well not i guess it wasn't that random but it was sort of the fact that like he was doing that thing on tiktok where he was like hey yeah. i put out this new song with um diplo and ellie goulding let's hear y'all's verses and he was going around on tiktok um duetting people and let me just say there were there were hundreds of people doing these verses and he only duetted about like nine or 10 of them. And he duetted me and reposted me on TikTok. Uh, he reposted the video on his Twitter. And then for a while he deleted, he he archived all the videos on his TikTok profile for like a year. And then all of a sudden, a few months ago, he made a few of them public again. And mine was the only one of those duets that he made public again. So I I don't know why that was the case, but it just it it felt really good to have someone who is truly one of the iconic producers of our generation. I would say, like like a producer that one of the only producers of now that that Quincy Jones has publicly gone on record as saying like he knows how to make music, who has worked with like several of my fi- like favorite artists of all time. Uh, to just get that stamp of a, of approval from him, like and like saying that he likes my melody writing, um, it was just like you know I'm good, I'm good now. <laughs> Y'all can go home. What's the first song that you remember hearing? That is a good question. It was honestly probably probably something from Aladdin. <laughs> it was to be honest, it was probably like you know that era of disney if if we're just being being logical the first song but i'm also trying to think of of like another more less like obvious well you know because you were a kid um in america um in the early 90s i also i grew up a lot of i spent a lot of time actually overseas though because i lived in taiwan when i was three until i was five then i lived in beijing from when i was nine till 18 long story but i i we had a um one of my um, best childhood friends from when I was in Taiwan. His dad was actually this um, was actually this pop star in like China and Hong Kong and Taiwan, and we had a lot of his CDs laying around. Um, so it was maybe something by him. My dad played a lot of um, like blues, like guitar player music. So there was like a lot of music by this one song by by Kenny Wayne Shepherd, who's this like blues guitar player who had this one song called Lead Better Heights, which is just like a six minute like <laughs> searing blues solo. And then they also they had that um 
that Indigo Girls album, Rites of Passage. So like Galileo, that song by them was was one I remember yeah. hearing a lot earlier. Those these are just like the earliest songs that weren't, you know, like from a Disney movie that I can remember. If you could start your career over from the day that you decided to pursue music, would you do anything different? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and anyone who says otherwise is lying. <laughs> um and and that's not to say you can't be happy with where you're at like i'm i'm finally in a place where i'm like okay okay you know what this is this is cute but if i could go back girl i would tell myself learn take take voice lessons immediately learn to sing with technique learn to breathe i would i would focus more on production and engineering because when I went to school, when I went to, I went, cause I was at music school, I, I focused more on performance. I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to be, you know, a singer, you know, I, I was doing, I was doing the things that brought me most joy in that moment. And while, you know, I'm not, I don't regret the experiences I had. It didn't really set me up for the most success. Like it, it did make it harder for me later on when, um, because I, I ended up having, to, I, I, I have to rely, I mean, I'm trying to say this in a way that isn't going to like, um, you know, offend my collaborators, but, you know, cause I love working with my producer. I think the stuff he does with me is absolutely amazing. And he's like one of the coolest people I know, but I would love to be able to do what he does on my own. I feel like it would, it would, um, to be able to translate my own vision directly onto it. Cause I, I record a lot of my own demos, but when I have, I bring those in and then we sort of he helps me sort of recreate them. He puts his own spin on them. He helps me finish the writing. And I, I do feel like it would be really, it'd be really cool to be able to have more of that skill set on my own. Nice. So that's, that's probably the main thing. What keeps you up at night? Uh, the blue light from my phone. <laughs> Let's see. This is, this is like, I could go real dark with this. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the, uh, um, just a lot of fears of things going wrong. You know, like, and it's, and they're all real stupid things that like, I, 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 sh I give way too much space in my head. It's a lot of like, I'm too old for this industry now. Or like, you know, what if I've just been wasting my time because I have no other viable workforce skills or, or um, also just, you know, thinking about the fact that I, I, I said, okay, this is so dumb. Like, so, so much of what determines success of music now is is something like an algorithm or TikTok, which just feels like it feels like luck. Like like the reason that I, I I've been able to grow my my audience in the past you know two years is because of TikTok, which and I don't really know how I do it. Like I kind of just luck it, and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't. It's just the anxiety of being like, well, this is my favorite thing I've ever done. But what if it doesn't hit with an algorithm? Being afraid of of that kind of kind of stuff, you know, like having a show and being like, oh my god, what if it's what if I get there and like there's no like the sound system just sucks or like they don't have this piece of equipment and everything just goes wrong or my voice is just not feeling it that day or I don't know I because I feel like I feel like people view me so much higher than I view myself and and I just am like I'm gonna show up one day. And I'm not going to be this thing that they think I am. They're going to realize that I'm, I've just been like hiding behind production, even though I've proven time and time again, that, that I, 
that that is not the case. I'm like, well, you know what? I got lucky. Um, I'm also just, you know, I'm I'm scared of what people think of me, to be honest. And that is not effective thinking. But like, I I it it, it, it is so. It, it gets it often gets to a point where it's it's so detrimental to like my day to day well being that like I I put myself in positions where I I shrink myself uh for other people's benefits for, and for and for what reason like we're only I don't we don't live long like like I don't know stick up for yourself treat yourself well and by yourself I mean myself uh, this is me talking to me <laughs> um a lot of stuff and. But a bunch of stuff I don't know if I should, you know, say on on a podcast type of thing. But you know, it's just it's it's a lot of generalized anxiety and and fear that like I I have a you know I have another program I can work through that on. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's you know, take your pick. Okay. That was uh, that was the last of the the hard hitting journalism questions. Oh, uh, so. I'm just getting going. <laughs> So would you would you ever try maybe acting full time? Full time, no. Un- unless unless I, I I did it and it really like surprisingly took off, which I do not expect. Um, <laughs> it's it's the type of thing where I just don't know that I have that that thing where I can just completely become another like become another person, like like and and not think i'm being ridiculous you know like anytime like i used to act in like some plays back in you know my late years in high school and stuff and that's the last time i remember doing that and i was not particularly good i don't know but at the same time it does it does intrigue me uh like and like i'll I'll do little like line readings to myself being like yeah yeah i could do that but but you know once once you know you're in this very controlled environment and there's all these eyes on you i don't know that i could just you know completely let go and just just uh not feel like a buffoon <laughs> that was no i i tried one of those like acting challenges on tiktok you're the blue line and before oh. i posted it i watched it back and i went oh yeah nobody's ever seeing this this nope we're good here no yeah i've, I've never tried that just because even doing that like i couldn't watch myself back i like i wouldn't be able to watch I, I even watching myself perform is is hard or on on film in any kind of way is very very strange to me i don't particularly like um looking at my face moving or even in photos a lot of the time, because I, I, I have some weird kind of dysmorphia about that where I'm like, no, no, no. That, that's why I'm like, I don't like having my, like, I don't particularly like photo shoots because I can't see what I'm doing. And be, and they'll like, you know, guide me into another position. I'm like, this is, I, I'm, and I'm like, I know this looks bad. I just know it. And, and, and if I can't be like in full control of like what I think I know I look like or sound like all the time, <laughs> maybe i have control issues i don't know anyway um it's 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 just something that i i don't feel like is i feel like if i were to act full-time i would also be um on you know unemployment (laughs) (laughs) i so tell me what's what's out for you right now what are we I am, I'm just, I'm recording a lot of music and I've, and I've been like trying, been, you know, I had the objective of putting out 
a, a second EP or record or collection of music ever, you know, since pre-pandemic. And then that kind of, you know, th- that sort of um, shook up my timeline for that. And and I realized that, you know, I'm I'm at a level where no one is is like going to be like, wait, wait, where's the record? You said it's like I can kind of just do whatever I want, which is really um, it's it's sort of the the blessing of being an independent artist is um, no one cares. But at the same time, huh, no one cares, <laughs> you know, so so but I, I'm at a point where I feel like the stuff I've been writing now has been very exciting and cohesive enough to the point and, and I have enough songs ready and in motion where I feel like I could actually put it together. And so while, while I do not have a a projected um, release date for a record, I have enough songs written. They are, I would say this whole thing is about 85% recorded. Um, and I don't know the idea. And, and like, I have like visual ideas for it. And I, I'm, I mean, I, I, a bunch of the songs I've been putting out are going to be on it already. And so I feel like I'm giving, and people seem very excited by like the tastes I've given. And so I feel like if this is the direction I'm going, then um, I'm 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 very excited by the uh, momentum uh, that could potentially have. Um, but in in that meantime, I have a lot of shows coming up in this next month to the point where it's scaring me a little bit. Like like it's for the first time I'm being. I mean, I've been flown out to perform at shows before, but it's, it, you know, it'll be like once a year. And now it's, it's happening four times in a month. Oh, and wow. so I'm like, and I'm like, bitch, this was literally on your vision board. <laughs> um, so I, and I'm kind of like, should I call this? A, by, by the time this comes out, I'll have probably done most of them. <laughs> though. <laughs> um, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether or not I should qualify it as a tour because none of them have anything to do with each other. Um, and some of them are like private events, so I'm not really sure it's like open to the public. But, um, you know, I literally have on my my um, my manifestation board here. I will travel to play shows and I will be paid what I'm worth. That second part, um, you know, I'm being paid enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being paid enough to do it. So I'm I'm, I'm very happy that that's that I, I feel I feel very fortunate Um that this is this part is coming to fruition it's 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 definitely um showing some growth excellent and then so so what is what does the future hold for z machine um well shit i feel like i just i just answered that (laughs) let's let's Um, go beyond that okay yeah let's um you know to be honest i'm not even trying to think that too far ahead Cause I get kind of freaked out. Like, you know, obviously I want, I want, I, I finally feel like I'm at a level of um, growth where I can look back and I can actually see the difference. Um, and that, and that, and that took a long time to happen. Like for, I always loved what I was doing. And I always felt like I saw that, you know, an improvement in the quality of what I was doing, but um, I feel like, I mean, for what it's worth, I feel like people are paying attention now. Um, I, I, I feel like I've never been happier with, with the quality of what I've, of what I'm doing. And so, and I feel like the way I've been going about things has been taking me in a direction with just, you know, opportunities I've been, I've been getting, um, whether it's writing or performing or, or 
recording something exciting um that honestly i'm just gonna keep taking it like you know one little chunk of time at a time uh because if i start future tripping then i start getting dissatisfied with where i'm at and then i keep forget how far i've come already um and i start comparing myself to other people it's like well they got this far in this amount of time or why why did you know this happened for them and how how do i and then I, and then it's just i'm never less happy than when i'm i'm doing that so i'm i'm just trying to finish these songs and and, and if and if the past is any indicator it'll take me to where i need to go nice. it might not take me where i want to go but that's <laughs> a different thing and i need and i and you know learning to be at peace with that um is okay because i don't think um i don't think i've ever done anything that i wasn't ready for Nice. If that makes so, any kind of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, tell the folks listening at home and all over the world um, where they can hear your music and where they can find you on uh, the social media. Well, if you just search Z-E-E machine, two words, um, I should be the first thing to pop up. Uh, I usually say that at the end of my shows. And if not, um, then I will kick whoever's ass pops up before me. Um <laughs> No, but if you, so I'm actually a little bit annoyed because I'm Z, at Z Machine Music everywhere, except for Instagram. I'm just Z Machine uh, there because people already took those other usernames and I message them and they don't want to give them up. So uh, I just tell people just type in Z E E Machine, you'll see me. Um, all the socials should be every streaming platform. Um, I'm I'm. And keep checking because there's lots. I, I feel like I'm in my most uh, exciting release period I've ever been in. And um, yeah, I don't know. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening and thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for 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 doing this and spending part of your day uh, with me. I've enjoyed this immensely, and oh my god, my pleasure. Cannot cannot wait to see I, um what the future holds i hope i've lived up to your every expectation you absolutely and have. if i didn't please lie <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.